Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Releasing Unconsciousness. In this podcast, Eckhart talks with a live audience and he says, sometimes we experience a gravitational force that seems to push us back into unconsciousness. We may feel overwhelmed by watching the news or experience a painful loss. In those moments, we return to the practice of presence. That's the best thing we can do for ourselves. Eckhart says there's a higher purpose at work and awakening is deeper than our suffering. Consciousness, the greatest mystery of the universe and the essence of who you are, undoubtedly. So the reason why you are here, on one level, there's a personal reason why you have come here. On a deeper level, you're here because the universe wants to and is in the process of becoming more conscious. There is an arising of consciousness here. And there are, it seems, two factors at work. There is the impulse that pushes consciousness into this dimension. And there is something else that wants to hold it back. There is a gravitational force that sometimes makes it appear that the universe is designed to keep you from becoming conscious, is designed to sabotage your attempts of being conscious. That is the gravitational force, the unconsciousness, a certain heaviness. When you listen or watch the news, most of the things that are presented to you as the most important things that have happened on any given day are a reflection of the gravitational force. So it can be very misleading if you actually believe that the things that you watch and listen to through the media on a daily basis, that those are the most important things that are happening on the planet at the moment. Now, it's very, very easy to be seduced into believing that because the entire culture seems to be support that view. <laughs> so when you listen to the news, when you watch the news or read about it, a lot of it, maybe not all of it, occasionally you get a few interesting things that almost get in there by mistake. 
most of it is about the unconsciousness and the effects of unconsciousness in humanity. And a lot of it is about those humans who are the most unconscious. <laughs> unconscious, I believe, most of you probably know what I'm talking about. Most of you will know that I'm not referring to those humans when I describe them as unconscious, that they are actually... <laughs> that is not the meaning of unconscious in the way I'm using it, and it's not the meaning of unconscious when you speak, when we use the term in a spiritual sense. So just for those few of you who may be relatively new to this or to this kind of language, the way we use unconscious here refers to complete identification with the stream of conditioned thinking that continuously occupies, goes through people's minds, plus the emotions that correspond to that stream of thinking. There is absolutely, in an unconscious person, there is zero awareness beyond the stream of thinking, which is determined by the way in which this person is being conditioned by the surrounding culture, both the collective culture a person grows up in and the personal influences. In other words, they believe in every thought that arises in their head. There's not a slightest space between them and the thought. There is, in an unconscious person, a complete lack of inner spaciousness. There is no awareness. There's only thinking. And spiritual awakening, of course, is the awakening of awareness, which is a dimension of consciousness that is we can use either one of two words that is deeper than thinking, or we could use another word, which I perhaps tend to use more often. None of these words is absolutely correct. Higher than thinking. There is the possibility in every human for the arising of a dimension of consciousness that transcends thinking. Now, in many humans, that possibility is a latent one, it's dormant, it's a seed that has not sprouted whatsoever. But any human, no matter how unconscious, can, if certain things happen to this human being, there's the possibility that even the most unconscious human can suddenly, or through a series of experiences, which are mainly experiences of extreme suffering, can become conscious. Suddenly this little seed begins to sprout and there is suddenly a minimum of awareness arising. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. 
Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, let me just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. Now, for a very unconscious human, in other words, now we know what unconscious is, totally identified with the conditioned mind so that you inhabit a conceptual reality mostly and you judge whatever you perceive around you, every other human being, you judge them through the veil of your conceptual reality. So all you ever see is a completely distorted view of what things are like or what another human being is like. And you have a totally distorted view of yourself too. A conceptual sense of identity, only conceptual meaning it consists of thought structures, thought forms. And so when that happens, for example, it's easy to condemn a large section of humanity for certain reasons which are conceptual, because, for example, they don't believe the same things that you believe. Therefore, they are less than human. Therefore, I need to kill them. That sounds crazy, of course it is insane, but it is the reality of many humans and has been for a long time. Now a certain percentage of humanity are awakening out of that complete identification with conditioned thinking and this is why you are here. You would not be here if the transcendent consciousness that is beyond thinking were not already arising in you. That has brought you here. And it's, it sometimes happens that people book a place to come to a retreat or a conference or a talk and a day before or on the day that they are supposed to come, the mind takes them over and says, what's the point? Why should you go to that retreat? Why did I book that? It just doesn't make sense. Why should I waste my time with that? And then they believe in the thoughts that arise and the gravitational pull of the unobserved mind takes over and then they stay home and don't come and are miserable there. And, <laughs> and the next day, the unobserved mind says, why didn't you go to that conference you had booked? <laughs> you always do that. You never, never stick to anything. You're no good. And so you can be miserable that way, and you're still trapped in the conceptual world of only thought, no awareness of thought. <laughs> and then the, in those humans, there's no stillness. This, the stillness is the space between two thoughts where awareness shines through, where awareness arises. And in many humans, that has not happened yet. In others, it happens sporadically. And there are many, including many of you who are here, you are going through the awakening process, which means sometimes you're awake and conscious, and sometimes you're not. 
And you know the difference when you get trapped in your thoughts and they are telling a whole story about life, about yourself, about other people, about what they did and didn't do and should have done and what you should have done but didn't do, could have done and might still do but probably <laughs> won't. And then you get trapped in there and you inhabit a world of misery. You create your own personal misery and occasionally you have little moments when you say, oh, isn't that great? This great thing has just happened to me. And then you put this on Facebook, look, this has happened to me. <laughs> Nowadays you're not confined to your head for your conceptual reality. <laughs> you put it out there. This mental construct and you very carefully choose the things that you put out there and it's a mental construct supported by pictures of yourself <laughs> or look at me, this is where I am It's a mental construct. And then those people who read it, they believe that that is your reality and they feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then to make up for that, they create their own mental construct. <laughs> and so the clever human mind has come up with countless inventions to avoid stillness, more now than ever has it come up with things that constantly demand your attention and stimulate the identification with thinking that greatly increase the clutter, clutter is the word I use for useless thinking, the clutter of your mind, it is fed daily by a continuous stream of incoming text messages <laughs> that you need to think about and reply to. Many of them say nothing significant, most, occasionally. And then many other things, social media. You think you're having a relationship with other human beings, but it's a very superficial relationship. It's, a lot of it is conceptual. I have met people who have fallen in love with people they've never met. They met them online and they fell in, fall in love. What do they fall in love with? A mental image that they have formed. Somebody who came to me when I was still doing counseling years ago fell in love with a man. He fell in love with a woman and he talked to her. That was, I think, in times even before Facebook and things like that happened. He fell in love and maybe she fell in love with him for several months they talked every day and I said, you have to meet. You don't make plans for getting married before you meet her. And finally they met and that was the end of it. <laughs> so the unconsciousness is something that in uh, many of you still arises occasionally. You get taken over by mind streams. You again 
believe that every thought that arises is the truth. You do not question your thoughts. You forget about Byron Katie, who says, is that true? When, you, when a thought arises, is that true? Is that really true? So most of you are here because you are engaged in this awakening process. The awakening process is happening in you. You may not be conscious all the time, present all the time, but it's there enough for you to bring you here and it has began to transform your life. And then there may be a few people here in whom this has not happened and the only reason why they're here is to please their spouse. <laughs> or they couldn't say no. Or a friend who says, you have to come to this. You really need it. I want you to understand what he's talking about. And your friend says, Mickey talked for two hours and he didn't say anything. <laughs> now, we are at a peculiar time on the planet that makes it even more important for us to be here at this time when there is an intensification seemingly of unconsciousness, although what you hear on the news and in the news is not the whole story by any means. This event here, for example, is of greater importance, although it only involves maybe a thousand people, is of greater importance than almost anything you will read or watch in the news tonight, because it involves humanity reaching a new level of consciousness where they no longer generate insanity and suffering for themselves and each other. But is it going to be on the news tonight? I don't think so. Unless one person goes totally crazy in here. No, this is funny because it's absolutely true. Uh, and when you look at it like that, you can see that that also is insane. That, that if one person becomes crazy out of thousands, then that's the news. But a thousand people becoming conscious and, and not being crazy is not the news. <laughs> Despite the fact that what we hear and listen in the news is distorted and one-sided, it is true that there is a certain intensification of unconsciousness on one level on the planet and at the same time there is also an intensification of the arising of new consciousness. So there's an acceleration or intensification of both the gravitational pull that creates this senseless suffering and the arising of the new. So there's the... So as I said, in the mainstream media, it's mostly the gravitational pull is the news mostly, and, but then there's, there's an underground movement of which we are almost underground. Not totally underground anymore since Oprah, but... Uh, <laughs> so it's gone a little bit overground. She helped a lot with that. That's there. But what is happening here is still dismissed by the, a lot of the mainstream media they have a certain way of reporting on it if they ever, if they, in the rare cases when they do report on it. 
And that applies even to the so-called the high-level media. It would be rare to find an objective report. About if, and if the New York Times wrote about this, you would, there would be an element of irony of creeping in and dismissing it as a fad. Mindfulness is a fad. It's a passing phase for humans who haven't made it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a substitute for whatever. So on one level, things are getting worse, it seems. It, it, that is true. But on another level, things are getting better. You sometimes read people saying, it's never been as bad as it is now. The world situation is so critical now. It's never been as bad as it is now. Well, people have short memories or haven't read any history books. All you need to do is go back to the first half of the 20th century if you think it's never been as bad as now. You're fortunate, your karma is, must be relatively good that not only that you're here, but you are you're not living through the first half of the 20th century. It was the height of insanity and su senseless suffering. Not only the two world wars, but all the other conflicts in between and including Governments killing their own people by the millions in Russia, Germany, China, Cambodia, and so on. So anybody who doubts that the human mind does not have a strong element of insanity, which is the gravitational pull of the unconsciousness, should really read some history, history book, just a short account, and then you, and then you read the details. You can, this is unbelievable. In the same way that even now, when you read certain things that happen today and yesterday in certain parts of the planet, see, this is totally crazy. And yet, the unconscious beings in the West, it's not as much on the surface, it's not as... the unconsciousness is not so immediately apparent in the West, Western countries. But it's connected to the extreme forms of violence that's happening on other parts of the planet. It is connected. I don't want to get into politics, though. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist, you'll want to invite everyone over. From book club to reality TV watch parties, even the in-laws. It smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is infused with two times more essential oil versus regular Airwick Essential Mist for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is perfectly portable and effortlessly easy, the way fragrance should be. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Our task is primarily to embody the new consciousness which I sometimes call presence. And this is why we're here, so that this presence can arise more fully 
in us. That's the reason why we are here. There's nothing you can do ultimately about changing the world out there, although if you feel called upon to help in certain areas, that's a wonderful thing. The most vital thing is to tackle the, the roots of human unconsciousness, the human unconsciousness, tackling human suffering on the level of cause that is vital. Then you can help alleviate suffering on the level of effect, if that is what you feel you need to do. You can help humans or you can travel to places where there's turmoil and suffering if, if you feel called upon to do that. Knowing that you may not survive, that's fine, and you can help there. But knowing also what matters is your state of consciousness because that creates the world. The world is a reflection of your state of consciousness. What you experience as the world, as your reality, there's a strong correlation between your predominant state of consciousness and how you experience reality. There is a saying, which may not be a politically correct statement, but I'm not too concerned about political correctness. Political correctness of thought, by the way, is a wonderful thing because, I'll just mention this briefly, even to talk about political correctness may not be politically correct, I don't know. <laughs> political correctness starts with, a, this is how through the, when there's lack of awareness, there's also lack of balance. Because only awareness can bring in the balance between the yin and the yang, for example. So when humans certainly become, suddenly become aware that if I make Satan certain statements about certain groups of humans, that is insensitive, and when I make those statements, those humans are affected by it and they suffer. And this is a wonderful realization. It means there's empathy in you. There's an awareness of how your words impact another human being. There's an awareness that your judgments of a whole race, of a whole group of people, a nation or a tribe or whatever, impact these people, and so you are more careful with what you say, and this is how political correctness arises, what is now called political correctness. It arises from something good, the ability to empathize with another human being and to see that your judgments are just judgments. So there's some awareness there. And then if you take something to an extreme, and then awareness gets obscured again, and then that in itself, what originally was a good thing, becomes completely unbalanced and then suddenly you say there's something dreadfully wrong with you if you call a group of people that includes women, you guys. Apparently the latest thing, that's not politically correct because they are women, they're not guys. This is just one example of many, if you can, you can read about it uh, for hours on the internet <laughs> and you can get upset about it either one way or the other. Now, you take something to an extreme. Why do people say you guys? Because of the inadequacy of the English language, which does not have a second person plural. It does not have a you that means all of you. It only has you, which means you can mean one person, or you can mean many people. So they came up spontaneously with this you guys, and many women use it to address other women, say you guys. And I think in a unless we eliminate that expression, which is possible, otherwise in 50 years' time it'll be in the dictionary. It will have become the second person plural.
which means you, which other languages have a different word for it. In Spanish, it's vosotros. In German, it's ihr. Uh, so there are extremes of political correctness when it becomes insane also. And whenever awareness disappears, whatever the mind does, sooner or later, becomes a form of insanity in the absence of awareness. Communism was a wonderful thing to start with. Communism was, you could see the dreadful inequality between how people, certain groups of people were exploiting all the millions of workers and they, somebody saw that, that we need to change that. Said, Look, these people, are, they're exploiting all these workers. We need to remove power from these capitalists and the state will run things. It's all wonderful, so that they wanted to create a better world. It's a great idea. But what they had not thought about is their own state of consciousness. And the ego, the ego, that ego, by the way, is the unconsciousness of identifying with your mind completely. So they had looked at the, how do we need to change the world, but what they forgot is how, what about my state of consciousness? And then the same evils that they wanted to eliminate, they recreated in another way. <laughs> and you find it in all the, the countries, in many third world countries where every few years the government gets overthrown and a new government comes in. And of course, very often the people who want to overthrow the government, they have good intentions. They say, these people are corrupt. We need to get rid of them. Look, they're exploiting the people. True, true, true. So vote me in, or whether you want me or not, I will, I will remove this government, this corrupt government, and I will create a better government for you people. And the moment they achieve power, the latent ego in them suddenly grows. Give power to a seemingly meek person who has no worldly power, and seems, oh, this person is relatively egoless. He's so, this is a person who is, has a job, he's told what to do, and he does it, or she. Seems the ego is always in these, the politicians, they have the big egos, and look, this, this man has no, virtually no ego. And this is because the ego has not many opportunities to enhance itself. The only place where his ego function is at home when he relates to his wife and his children. That's where the ego can have a little bit of strengthening. But give this person real power and the ego will suddenly, the, the latent ego will suddenly grow to a monstrous size. And this has even happened in spiritual communities there was a spiritual community in Oregon last century where, uh, some of you may know it, Osho, the spiritual teacher, had a community in Oregon. A few people were given power in that community and they were very, very m meek and mild people, especially one woman was given all power. A woman was before very, very almost subservient and seemed to have no ego whatsoever. And the moment she was given power, it only took a few weeks, a few months, and suddenly in ego inflation happened very quickly. And suddenly you have a monster there, and suddenly people started walking around with machine guns in the spiritual ashram. 
She said, we need to protect ourselves from these evil people outside. Ego, the ego loves its enemies. It needs its enemies to, in order to enhance its own fictitious sense of self. So it creates the enemies, totally unconscious. <laughs> and that's how many politicians do it. When other countries are demonized, the media do it. All forms of unconsciousness, lack of awareness, when ego takes over and runs the show. And the suffering that humans are enduring, the collective suffering, most of it is not due to, at least not in the past two, three hundred years, is not due to natural disasters, such as earthquakes and floods and volcanic eruptions and tidal waves and so on. A larger part of it is human created. And that's an amazing fact. Millions of people going through, living through hell in the 20th century alone, but the hell is created by other humans. That is the state of consciousness that has been prevalent for a very long time on the planet. I do not usually predict the future because it's, I believe you cannot really predict it because there are many factors that are involved here. I am absolutely certain of the awakening of humanity that it will happen. And the fact that we are here is a sign, of course, that it is happening already on a certain scale, on a certain level. What I am not certain of is whether the awakening that's arising in a certain percentage of humanity now, the spiritual awakening, whether that is sufficient to prevent the gravitational pull of the old consciousness, to call it that, from creating enormous havoc, thereby producing suffering for millions of people on a collective scale, which in turn will eventually bring about an arising of the new. So the only question is here, is the new consciousness of humanity going to arise out of where we are now, or are we going to experience before there is a large-scale awakening of humanity? Because this is not yet large-scale, it's large-scale in certain small areas of the planet. Does humanity, is the unconsciousness so heavy that humans need to go through a period of intense suffering before there is a collective awakening. And the intense suffering will be self-created. And that question applies to any individual also. Is this human being capable of spiritual awakening? Or does he need, or he or she need to go through more suffering before it can happen? It's a simple thing that applies on all levels, both personal and collective, for the individual and the collective. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. 
Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.